It's Franchise Friday on the She Turned Entrepreneur podcast, where each week I share the stories of our favorite franchise brands. Today, I'm introducing you to Jamie Levine with HomeWatch Caregivers. Listen in as Jamie walks us through the business model, what the franchise provides in terms of ongoing support, the biggest obstacles, and most desirable skills for would-be owners. Are you looking for an extra boost of inspiration while you chase your dreams? It's not always easy to stay motivated while you're balancing a career and home life, but that's exactly what we're doing. My name is Dori Stewart, and this is the She Turned Entrepreneur Podcast. Around here, we like to talk about business, marketing, motherhood, and so much more. I've been called the teacher turned entrepreneur, which is totally true. I was working as a high school STEM teacher when I saw a need and came up with a solution. That idea became a business that I was able to build into a multi-million dollar global brand. Now I'm using the knowledge and experiences I've gained to show other women that they can do it too. Being an entrepreneur can be a lonely and intimidating road at times. Thankfully, you don't have to do this by yourself. It doesn't matter where you're currently at on the path. Having someone cheering you on makes a world of difference to get to the next step. I love that I can bring that to you here. If you're ready to build the life you've been dreaming of, stay tuned as we dig deep into what it takes to turn into a true entrepreneur. I am excited for you to meet my guest today. She is the Franchise Develop Manager for HomeWatch Caregivers. Jamie, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Dory. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, me too. Would you mind starting out by sharing with the listeners a little bit of background of the brand? Yes, absolutely. And it's actually a great story. I love to tell this story. So HomeWatch Caregivers was started by Paul Sauer, who is a Nebraska farm boy. And he actually served our country. And when he got out of the military, took advantage of that GI Bill, he became a chemist. And he was a chemist at a hospital in the Denver area. And he just hated his job, hated it and wanted to do something different. So in 1974, he started started a business called HomeWatch. Now, it was not home care the way we know it today. It was a pet sitting business, believe it or not. Wow. But very quickly, um, he started getting asked things like, hey, can you help my parents with taking out their garbage? Can you check on my parents this? Can you do this for my parents? And he had that like poof moment where he's like, wait a minute, this is way bigger. So in 1980, he changed the brand HomeWatch Caregivers and started doing home care. So he's really honestly one of the first innovators of, you know, creating this home care industry. And uh, then he started franchising 16 years later. And I like to, I really like to point that 16 years later out because there's a lot of brands that start franchising a bit too quick. Um, Started franchising 96, um, uh, just very locally. And then by 2000, they were national, and, and now we're here today. And uh, Home Watch Caregivers is a part of Authority Brands, um, a big umbrella of 12 other twelve franchises total. Well, you were right. That is a cool story. I love Isn't it. Isn't it? Yeah. I love telling that story. <laughs> yeah. So for the listeners who might not be familiar with the industry, can you share with us what is a day in, a day in the life of a franchisee like? 
Yes. So it really depends on which role they want to play, right? So in our model there, it's required to have two full-time efforts. Somebody that is community outreach coordinator that is going out and building relationships in the community at three major levels, the healthcare continuum. So they need to know the best eye doctor, orthodontist, cardiologist, oncologist, the best uh, rehab clinic, etc. Then they have to build relationships with other businesses like plumbers and electricians and HVAC and salon owners. And then they have to participate in the community and really build that trust and respect. That person's usually the one that also goes to a home when they're meeting a potential candidate or client for the first time. So that's one option. The other option is a full-time operations person that's in the office on a day-to-day -day basis. They're answering calls, returning phone calls, they're helping with the scheduling, but their biggest focus is caregiver recruitment and retention. So as a franchisee, majority of franchisees come in as a full-time full operator, and they're going to choose one of those full-time uh, positions. And we would prefer them to be that community outreach person, but there's a lot of people who are afraid of sales, so we don't require it. They can be that operations person, um, but they have to choose one of those full-time roles, but they're still going to work on top of their business as well, right? They have to manage their P&L. They've got to manage their respect and trust in the community, make sure people are getting paid, making sure they're getting paid, etc. cetera. Um, so it just really depends on which role they feel they're best suited to. But what we really want them to do is very quickly put the right team in place and work on top of their business, not in their business. So that way they can grow and scale drastically. That makes perfect sense. But I love that they have that option because some people might be really great networkers and then other people are like, uh, I'd rather somebody else do that. So I, I really like that you have that, that option as an owner. So tell me, what do you think sets home watch apart from competitors? I get asked that question all the time and I'm going to say something, maybe it's a little unorthodox response. Okay. At the end of the day to the consumer's eye, we're all the same. You know, we're all home care, etc. Right. And so most of the, the differentiators that I see from our brand to the next is really in house, which is between the relationship of the franchisee to the franchisor. Right. Um, but I can tell you that overall, we're one of the oldest, if not the oldest. I haven't found one brand older than us, but we are we're pretty much innovators. My favorite, favorite thing for Differentiator is a program called Care to Stay. This is an active recruitment and retention program. The hardest part about this business is the caregivers. It's not the clients. There's so much need out there. It's huge. People freak out thinking, oh my, there's too much competition. There's not. There's the needs huge. But the caregivers are the important part. So we really need to work closely with franchisees to help them with that um, for that recruitment and the retention retention piece of it. And so the national turnover rate for re retention or um, uh, turnover is around 90% with caregivers, which is super scary, which will send a lot of people into a tailspin to not even think of this industry anymore. But ours is usually around 30 to 40%. And that's because of this program. And I think 
think the coolest part of the program, all the major details, is the education that we provide the caregivers. Um, most states require ongoing education for CNAs, but not all states require CNAs to be caregivers. We require, require all our caregivers to have 12 hours of ongoing education a year, no matter if the state requires it or not. And we actually have that in our franchise agreement. And we have a training program called HomeWatch Caregiver University, has over 2,400 courses in growing. So we want our franchisees to hire for compassion, reliability, and kindness, because you can't teach those skill sets. But you can teach how to give somebody assisted bath, how to help somebody off the couch properly, etc. So that I think is really one of our biggest, biggest differentiators. Plus the training we give our franchisees. We have a 52 week business implementation program. So literally mapped out for an entire year is operational training for a franchisee. And uh, from working at Franchise Business Review, the number one franchisee thing that franchisees complain about is ongoing training. Not the initial, it's ongoing. So when HomeWatch recruited me to come work for them and I found out about that 52 week business implementation program and a bunch of others, I was like, yep, I'm coming to work here. Yeah, that's amazing. I really love how much time the franchisor and energy that the franchisor is spending on the employee side. I mean, at the end of the day, they're the ones representing the business day in and day out. So I, I really love that. And yeah, that uh, having that kind of support for your first year, I mean, that's the most important thing you can provide as a franchisor. So that's fantastic. Yeah. And it's also great that our brand allows people to work with every age group. It's not just senior care. We're not senior care. We're people care. We're home care. So you can work with children with physical and learning disabilities, anybody recovering from a major surgery like open heart surgery or going through cancer treatments, women, prenatal, postnatal care. It's people care, not senior care. I love that. That's that's awesome. So who are you looking for in a franchisee? The most important thing to me, and I can figure it out on the very first call, Dory, is passion. I need somebody who has passion for people and for community. If they don't love people, we don't want them because that's what this is. It is a 360 people business. They've got to be that figurative mayor of the town because adult children don't live predominantly near their parents anymore. So they can be calling you and say, Dory, my dad accidentally flushed his dentures. Do you know where to get where I can get new ones? And you've got to say, yes, I do. Right. And or my mom's got, you know, five feet of snow on her ceiling. She's freaking out. Do you know about anybody? And you've got to say, yes, I do. Right. So that passion for community and people is ultimately the most important important thing. Um, but we want leadership. Uh, you've got to put the right people in place so that you, they, you, you don't do the job all by yourself. It's impossible. It's not a one man show or one woman show, right? So we want leadership, management. Um, HR is a huge plus, but not required. Sales is a huge plus, but not required. Uh, and then of course, we need them to be in a, a good financial space. Uh, we want them to have at least 80,000 liquid net uh net worth about three hundred and fifty thousand, and uh and go from there so that makes perfect sense and so my next question was going to be what is the initial investment and the franchise fee so our franchise fee is forty nine thousand five hundred. 
Um, in our initial investment, if we go by the item seven ranges, I'm just rounding up to the nearest dollar from 92,000 to 164,000. And that might sound like a really big lump difference, but there's two major buckets that make that super high um, on the other end. One is our franchise fee. If a, if a franchisee wants to go with a giant territory, we give them that opportunity. Very few people will take advantage of any kind of overage, but if they go with a standard territory, we can take 26 grand right off the top. Uh, and then the other big bucket is insurance. So some states cost more for liability and workman's comp insurance so that's where there's a big swing but we do also strongly recommend they have an additional um, working capital of about 50 to 75,000 uh, so that they have working capital for a full year so even though our item 7 says 92 to 164,000 I always round it up and say worst case scenario expect 200,000 because it doesn't take off like a rocket ship. Um, and if you have 200,000, that's a really comfortable bucket. Doesn't mean you'll need it. Doesn't need, mean we require it, but it's strongly recommended. That makes sense. And it actually doesn't seem like that much thinking about all of the support provided. And also I imagine business is very busy right now with COVID, I mean, people don't want to send mom into a nursing home. Everybody wants to keep their loved ones at home. So I'm sure that has made business pretty good for the franchisees. Yes, I mean, there's not much problems out there for finding clients, right? Um, I, I joke with my candidates and say, you still have to go out there and go fishing, right? You need to have your fishing pole and you got to drop it in the water, but you might not need bait. <laughs> you still have to go out there and do the act of fishing. Um, so business is really high and booming and, and a lot of franchisees have to turn away business um, because it comes down to, again, the caregivers. That's really the, the most important part. But we had um, from 2020 to 2021, uh, we had a, I think it was 11.5% increase on system-wide sales from the year before. So business is good for majority of people. Um, and of of course, not everybody succeeds. And so it's understanding the why, where is it not working? And it's usually because of the caregivers. One of our key strategies this year is creating caregivers um, and really creating a platform uh, for our franchisees to use to go out there and find people who are not already caregivers. Um, and because we have that education in place in states that don't require them to be CNAs, we should be able to accomplish this. That's, I mean, that's worth so much right there. I agree. It's so important. Your people are the most important part of your business. That's for sure. Definitely. So is there anything that we didn't cover that you'd like to share with the listeners? I think what it boils down to is if you wake up in the morning and you say, I want to own my own business. But I want to feel really good about what I'm doing and really give back to the community and 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 do something bigger, you know, then home care can be a really great option. It is pandemic resistant. It's recession resistant. It will not be taken away by Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not easy. It's a very simple model. It's caregivers and clients, but it's not easy, but it can be very, very rewarding. Um, it's extremely scalable. So love to talk to anybody that is interested in learning more. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jamie, for joining me on the podcast today. 
Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Jamie and learning about the HomeWatch brand. One of my favorite things about this company is that the entire executive office is made up of women. If you want more, head on over to SheTurnedEntrepreneur.com for the show notes and links mentioned in this episode. Are you looking for a group of female entrepreneurs like you to ask questions and bounce ideas? Be sure to join my exclusive community for She Turned Entrepreneur Insiders on Facebook. We could all use some extra support. You can find the link at SheTurnedEntrepreneur.com. Thank you so much for listening to the She Turned Entrepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share with a friend, or leave a review. I'll see you next week.